Hello and welcome to another Monday Matters podcast. I am just so incredibly grateful that there are people that are listening to this podcast and hopefully there's some family, some friends and the odd stranger tuning in. Today's episode is called How I Plan a Week of Meals. And I was inspired to create this because when I am coaching clients in my Thriving Motherhood program, because they are thriving moms, it often, often comes around to having to have a plan and a meal plan. And when you have a meal plan, it's much easier to execute said meal plan. And that scrambling at the end of the day to feed the hungry masses is not a thing anymore. You have a plan, you have things ready to go, and there are people who get to eat some of these healthy meals instead of maybe throwing a pizza in the oven, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just is when it's five or six days a week of throwing something from a package into the oven. So we're trying to find ways to be able to have these healthy meals when we are so busy that creating the healthy meal is sometimes a struggle. So I have a plan. This is how I get it done. It's not going to be for everybody. You don't have to follow this plan. I just wanted to share it with you in case there are some hints or some tricks in my plan that I've devised over years. Please don't think that one day I sat down with a piece of paper, made a plan for seven days, and ever since then I've been executing this flawlessly for the past five years. That is not the case. Not every week looks like the perfect week by any stretch. It never will. I've given myself grace for that. I don't even pretend that I will always have my meals planned, but I do have a bit of a system. And when I follow the system, it is definitely easier to do. So let's start with the tools that I had to implement in order for this to happen um, and be kind of fun. I don't know if fun's the right word, but when I had a meal plan and it was all my own and I scribbled it down on a piece of paper or the back of an envelope on my top of my dishwasher, or sometimes I'd try to get fancy and I'd download apps that would allow me to create meal plans, all of that was fine, except it was kind of hidden. The paper would get hidden underneath whatever junk got put on top of the dishwasher the next time somebody came in, or uh, the app on my phone would get buried somewhere and I would be sick of my phone and not wanting to look at it. And so it was a good plan. It just wasn't a good plan for me and it wasn't working. So for $5 at Michael's one day, I found one of those cute little boards, kind of crafty Martha Stewart like, and it had seven days of the week on it and it was a whiteboard. And I bought the whiteboard and some fun markers And there started the meal plan that I'm currently using and executing. So you have a whiteboard. It's up there. One of my favorite things that it did, having this whiteboard, and my kids are old enough to read. So that definitely helps as well. But I don't have to answer the question, what's for supper? What's for supper? Like, don't ask me that. It's written right there. What's for supper? My next question will be to you. What are you doing to help make supper? We work as a team around here. (laughs) Contrary to what other people sort of would like to have happen, we do work as a team in my house when it comes to preparing some meals. So that was the first step. 
get the board. And I mean, maybe it's not your first step. It was not my first step. I'm just suggesting that it's the fun part and it was made life easier. So if you don't have any steps in place yet, get yourself someplace so that you can see the plan that you're going to execute. It could literally be a piece of paper on your fridge for right now. Once you know where you're going to be able to see this plan, it's time to start making a meal plan. Don't stress about whether or not it's a very balanced meal plan or heavy on one. And like, honestly, if if you're going from no meal plan to a meal plan, that's a win. Take the win. We'll worry about tweaking it when it becomes so easy to have a meal plan, you got time for the tweaks. So right now, just have some grace and know that getting some healthy homemade food into your family is the goal and having a plan helps with that goal. You don't have to worry about whether or not you had, you know, a lean meat this day and no red meat on these days. And should I do chicken, fish, beef, chicken? No, doesn't matter. That stuff is for another day. But for today, just making the plan is important. Um, the f- next step that I would look at after I've got my whiteboard and I want to look at the week. So most of us know when we have appointments in Regina or the kids have hockey or this is our dance night or Thursdays are crazy. Nobody even comes home until eight o'clock. We're back into that sort of routine again and most of us know what our weeks look like and then you throw the odd sort of extra thing into the week hopefully you know that a few days in advance that there's always those last minute things that come up but you want to take a look at your week and know okay are there any days that I'm home right after work and I could actually make a stir fry or for the most part am I just getting in the house starving and things need to be ready to go Do I know that I need to take supper with me when I'm leaving the house so that I can avoid the A&W or the Rink Burger? Do I need to have supper ready on Tuesday because we don't come home on Wednesdays? So if I make supper for Wednesday on Tuesday, I can take it with me. Take a look at your week and decide what you need to actually do and when you might be doing it. Once you have an idea of what your week looks like. Then the next step is to look at what you already own for groceries. So if you're the kind of person that buys beef ahead of time, you know that you've got hamburger in the deep freeze. If you have, if you buy whole chickens, you know you have whole chickens. If you buy boxes and boxes of chicken breasts, you know you've got chicken breasts. What do you know that you have already in your deep freeze so that you don't go out and buy a bunch of stuff for the recipes that you're planning and start creating or incurring additional grocery bills just because you're trying to get a meal plan together and the meals you picked for your plan had nothing to do with the food that was in your house. So take some inventory, figure out what's in your house. When I'm really on the ball, there is an inventory of meat on my deep freeze. And as this worked way better when I was the only one in charge But when I was the only one in charge of cooking around here, I would have written down all the hamburger that was in our deep freeze, how many packs of pork chops I had in the deep freeze. I wrote down how many chicken breasts I had in the deep freeze. And as I thawed things, I'd scratch it off the piece of paper so I would know without even opening the deep freeze how much meat I had left in there. It doesn't work anymore because I created this team at the Cochrane house for 
all the people to be doing all the things. And so now, now what happens is, who took the last of the chicken breast and nobody wrote it down on any list? That happens more often than, than it should. But um, I, at least I, I have to keep perspective and remember that, yes, so we're out of chicken and I didn't know we were out of chicken, but somebody was cooking things that I wasn't cooking. So that's a good thing. Okay, so you have a board up on the white, you have a whiteboard up there somewhere. Next thing you're doing is taking inventory of your food that you already own. And then maybe you're a sale shopper. So on Thursdays and Fridays, when the sales go out on the grocery store, maybe you want to take a look at that before you do your meal plan. If that's when you stock up on canned goods and things like that, what's on sale? Take a look. That might change the idea or at least inspire you a little bit for this week's plan. Once you've done that, if you haven't already been like me and spent some time either on Pinterest or just on the internet finding fun recipes that you want to try, if you haven't created those boards yet, I think you should. I love my Pinterest boards. I add to them all the time so that when so I don't squirrel too bad when it's time to make the meal plan. When I'm making the meal plan, that's not my scrolling time. I try to stay pretty focused. It's like, nope, I'm going to pull off five to seven days of meal plans and I'm not looking any further than what I've already saved. My scrolling time is done some other time. If you haven't, then you may need to spend some time going through new recipes. But here's my suggestion to make this a manageable task or a manageable activity, especially for newbies who are just coming on to the whole planning of the meal thing. Start with planning two to four, depending on how many you're going to do. I usually get people planning three meals in a week because if you're going from zero to three, that's pretty awesome. Of those three meals, one of them should be a tried and true, if not two of them, a tried and true recipe that you regularly eat. So if your family often does like spaghetti and meatballs or you have a regular chicken casserole that you make or sausages and pierogies or something that you have on a pretty regular basis, make sure that those are some of the base to the menu plan. You do not want to set yourself up for failure and have five new complicated recipes you've never made before with a bunch of ingredients and spices you don't have on hand because that is going to set you up for some failure. I know this from experience. I'm not telling you this because a friend told me. I'm telling you this because I have done this. And if I was to give you a piece of advice, it would be when you're starting to create menu plans, start with actually just writing down what you normally would be making and call it a plan. After you have two or three of those written down, then you can start being a little more adventurous, trying a new recipe, trying to take one of the old tried and true recipes and making it a new healthier version. But that's when you want to start throwing in some of the new stuff you'd be like you'd be willing to try. One, maybe two out of seven days should be new things. Once it's been tried once, it's no longer a new thing, so you can start adding it to your repertoire. But I wouldn't start off going all Hogwile on a Sunday night and creating seven fandangled new recipes that you've never tried before. Don't do that. Okay, so you have your whiteboard. You know what's in the deep freeze. 
Maybe it's garden season and you've got some fresh vegetables you want to use up. Um, You've got a few meals that you know people like. You make them all the time. They're your tried and true favorites. Those are happening this week for sure. Maybe those are going to be on your busier nights. Then you're trying your couple new recipes. Maybe you want to do that on a Sunday when you're home anyway. Maybe Sundays you're always gone to hockey and you're going to try that on Tuesday, your one free night. I don't know when you're going to put that new meal into your world. And then when you have a meal plan, the next step that we do here at the Cochrane House is when we can see the seven days is what can happen over the weekend in order for this to be executed smoothly. So I usually do meal plans on Thursdays. You do you. I don't care when you do your meal plan. I've done it all different times of the week, but it seems to work well if I make a meal plan from Thursday to Thursday. Then if I need groceries, we have the weekend to get groceries. So maybe we'll do that on Thursday night or Corey runs to Regina Friday after school or we have to be in the city on Saturday anyway. We try to avoid the city on Saturday, but sometimes we have to do that. So I usually do Thursday to Thursday on the whiteboard. And then we have the weekend to do the things that need to happen in order for it to feel easy during the week when I'm not home. So my world is set up so I leave for work between 4.30 and 5 o'clock every day and then come home hungry at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. And I eat then most of the time. And so I am not cooking a fancy meal at 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. I'm eating what's cooked. So I sometimes have to do it. Like, for example, today we're having beef dip. It is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the beef dip is done. It's sitting in my Instant Pot, and I'm not going to eat it till I get home from work tonight. And Kate is going to probably have some right after school, and then she's going to come to the gym with me. And Kenzie's working at social service till 6.30, so then she'll come home and have beef dip. Corey's going to be coming home with Kenzie at 6.30. Beef dip's in the Instant Pot. We're all eating at a different time. That works well in our family right now. That's how we're set up. But we definitely couldn't wait for somebody to come home to make that meal. Or we'd be resorting to a pizza in the oven at 7.30 and hoping in 20 minutes we don't kill each other. So um, find out when... And the, the meat was thawed on the weekend. Today is a Tuesday when I'm recording this. I took this meat out of the deep freeze on Sunday knowing that... If I put it in the fridge, it would slowly thaw, and by Tuesday, I could put it in the Instant Pot, and Tuesday night, we would eat it. That was the plan, the plan that I had. So when you have this plan, and it's out in front of you, and you can see it from one day to the next day, it makes it easy to know what needs to be thawed. And when meat is thawed, I tell you, you use it, you end up making meals that you maybe didn't really feel like making but you really don't feel like wasting meat these days with the price of all of the meat. There's no way people are going to just let that rot and not do something with it. So get the, th- get the meat thawed, force yourself to execute the plan. And there's been times when all of a sudden I got meat thawed. That plan's not happening for whatever reason. We're going to go out for supper or something happens and we're not, somebody gives us some supper that happens sometimes too whatever but then I make the meal and I freeze it it's not a big deal 
Like if I was planning on having a roast beef dip today and then all of a sudden nobody was coming home to eat it, I would continue to make the beef dip and I would freeze it. It would be totally fine. You wouldn't have to recook it. You just thaw it. It's in the juices in the deep freeze. It's fantastic. So when the meat's thawed, when you have a plan, even if the plan goes a little bit sideways, it's much easier to execute and pull that off. Um, The other thing I wanted to just mention that I jotted down in my little notes before we started is when you are starting this process, start really slow. When I'm talking to nutrition clients about this, we often start with their favorite meal and the one that they're already pretty awesome at. And for some people, that's breakfast. For some people, that's lunch. And for some people, it's supper. But when it comes to making a plan, build on your current successes. So if you have the same breakfast every day, even if it's not an awesome breakfast and you're tweaking it all of the time, Start with breakfast and just work on planning out what the week's worth of breakfasts look like in order to start your day off awesome. And when that's going well and it will take some weeks, not days, it'll take weeks for you to get really comfortable with what breakfast looks like and how to execute that plan and pull it off and do that day after day after day, then you can graduate from that one meal that you've got going well to the next one. At no point should anyone try to set themselves up with breakfast, lunch, and supper on a piece of paper for seven days and then follow that. That's a recipe for a sense of failure. When nutrition coaches hand people menu plans that say you're going to eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, and this for supper, and that you're going to Do this for the next 30 days or seven days or whatever. If a nutrition coach hands you that, crumple that piece of paper up or take some ideas from that piece of paper, but don't try to execute their plan. That's where people run into this, oh, I didn't get breakfast the way it was supposed to be. And they get a sense of failure. And there is no room in this program for people to feel like they have failed when they're like, attempting to make a menu plan and incorporate healthy meals. We're just building on the successes that are already there and adding to them. So start slow enough that you can create some success. Start with the things that you do well and are, you know, are the the healthy meals that you already make. Plan those more often. Make those easy to... um, serve to your family and to have those those ingredients on hand. And the last little piece I wanted to talk about, I've already touched on it a little bit when I was talking about um, it being up on my whiteboard and people being able to see it. But when you know what's happening, it's sometimes easier to ask or to delegate some of the responsibility to the other people who are going to be eating. Sometimes all people need is just a nice request of, hey, I thawed the chicken out. I'm not coming home until 7.30. Would you mind throwing that on the barbecue? And then we're going to have chicken Caesar salads tonight. When it is just a simple request like that, not, I don't know what's for supper. You got to figure something out. (laughs) I've said both, just so you know. I've said both. But when you start with, I've thawed some chicken out 
and I have a plan for chicken Caesar salad. There's lots of salad dressing. There's um, lots of lettuce. Would you mind barbecuing the chicken? Wow, sure. Like, how could you not? That's a pretty easy request. They're going to be eating chicken Caesar salad, so that's not a problem. Or I would say things like, I've made a stir fry. I'm going to be home at 7.30. When you get home, and I'm saying this this one now is to my 14-year-old kid. I'm going to be home at 7.30. When I get home, please have a pot of rice ready. My 14 and my 17-year-old can both make rice. And the stir fry is already done. I made that the day ahead of time. Now we're having stir fry and rice and everybody's happy. But it was really easy for me to delegate just that one task because I knew that's all we needed to do to finish off the plan. I don't know if this has been helpful, but it's definitely conversations that I have a lot. I talk about this stuff all the time with my nutrition clients, with my moms who want to try to be more organized because they know that that organization creates a sense of peace and some relaxation and some opportunity for them to feel better. Everybody deserves to feel amazing. And we all know the connection between healthy food and moving our body and feeling amazing. So if this has been at all helpful for you as a busy mom, or if you would like to share this episode so that a busy mom can hear it, and maybe a busy dad is going to help uh, as well or execute this. There's a lot of dads that are the cooks in the house, so maybe this would be a way for them to uh, create the meal plan and, and do some delegating of their own. If this has at all been helpful, please share it so that the right people get to hear it. And I really appreciate you making it to the very end. You deserve to feel amazing as well. Thank you so much.